before I went into my house, I still had goosebumps all the way. I just turned around and I said loudly, la, I said, you don't have permission to use my body anymore. Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore. Hello and welcome to RPS, a podcast where we detail, discuss and dissect your paranormal encounters. My name is Tim O, host and producer of the show, inviting you to share your experiences with us. Reach us through email, WhatsApp, Telegram or even Facebook Messenger. All of our contact info is found on our FB at Radio Paranormal Singapore. And every once in a while, we even put up a live Facebook stream. Tonight's episode features that live stream in condensed format. Hosting the show, myself, along with my fellow Baba Bro, veteran paranormal investigator E.T., and of course, our Grand Inquisitor Sham. Our first featured encounter comes from Raymond. I was walking home one night. Uh, so I was walking past via the PIE, Paraliba exit, going towards a medicine. And then when I was walking, walking, uh, I suddenly felt like I walked into a very big spider web. And then I was trying to pull away at it, but there wasn't any spider web. At the same time, there was this uh, energy that felt like it went through my leg. And then uh, it, it went up all the way through, and then it exited from my neck or my head area. And it was very quick. It's almost like uh, you went for a massage and then you're tightly knotted and then the tension just snapped. So then I look up, right? Um, there wasn't a lot of wind, uh, but uh, it felt like something heavy landed on a tree. You know, the, the leaves are like... Roughly what time um, did this happen? Uh, maybe 11-ish. Okay, so that's the normal yeah, so, time to end uh, on the way home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, my, my drill shop is at the uh, Crawford, so uh, I walk home to Memphis and it takes me about uh, one and a half hours. So I always end about 9.30, so by the time I reach home, it's 11, 11.30. Yeah, then at that time, I had this goosebump from my thigh all the way to my hand area and my neck area. And the goosebump didn't subside for all the way until I got home and I took a shower. And I was walking home. Then I usually climb the stairs home, so I stay on the 14th floor. So I was climbing up to the second floor. Uh, every time I climb a flight of steps, the lights behind me will flicker. So at first I thought it was coincidental. So I climb up to the third floor. It happened again. So I said, okay, better not play. So I took the lift from third floor all the way to 14th floor. Then uh, as I exited the lift, before I went into my house, I still had goosebumps all the way. Then I just I just turned around and I said loudly, la, I said, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you are, uh, but you have no permission to follow me into my house and uh, you don't have permission to use my body anymore. So I went in, I took a quick shower, uh, the goosebump was gone, but my arm and my my right arm and my right leg still was very sore. Almost like I did I did a lot of exercise. I couldn't really use strength and all. Uh, so I fell asleep. And in the morning when I woke up, uh, there was this patch of rashes and things like that. So so I text Eugene. 
then I, I explained to him like then you just told me this was exactly how he felt every time he had this kind of experiences like, with the spider web and everything yeah it was really uh, I, I I really thought I walked into a spider web I was like clawing at stuff that DNA exists uh, and for some reason on the, on Saturday I decided to go back I wanted to take some photos and videos to see whether I can send Eugene some stuff like. so I was standing still so my phone was out then the next thing I knew right I was sitting dust like I fell I smashed my phone and then uh, I I injured my knee from a standing position yeah so after that I, I text Eugene I said bro we can't play with this anymore uh, I mean I told him the same thing then he asked me whether I was uh, I have any amulet with me or not so I have this uh, amulet of a Buddha that I wear uh, he asked me to take a look at it so then there wasn't any visible damage but uh, the, the, the amulet shifted uh. it was it was flush but then uh, right now even right now it has moved 45 degrees inside the casing itself then that's about it like, I, I, you, never you haven't like seen an entity in your house or anything right you stayed outside no 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 I mean other than that goosebump for that 10 minutes and uh, other than the rashes and of course other than than uh, the damage wound and uh, and a script knees so far you, you didn't feel anybody like anything push you or anything you just like you were there and then you're on the floor yeah my, my knee bucket but during that second encounter i didn't have any goosebumps i didn't have it, it, it was a completely different feeling from that first night but the timing was the same uh i would say yeah 11 inch as well radio paranormal singapore i love this story i mean interviewing him was pretty cool uh he was you know he's pretty genuine as you can see he's he's not really a believer in the paranormal from what i can tell so i i you know it makes it a little bit more believable because he's not so eager to jump to conclusions how would you assess his experience i, I was basing it off my personal experience uh something similar happened to me not as extreme but there was a time i was coming home years ago at night and i felt a jolt in my arm and a, a sh- real cold chill run run through my body even though it was a really warm night so i've you know i i've had something like that happen to me and i did tell that thing like you know you're not allowed to follow me home and leave me alone you said this out loud yes i also did it because there was nobody around so you know, i didn't look like a crazy person <laughs> all right i suspect i know what et is going to say so you know just to play devil's advocate i'm just going to put it out there okay so raymond first thing that happened right he says he he walked through what he felt was a spider web okay and then mm-hmm. after that, he started feeling kind of weird um developed a rash uh felt out of sorts a little bit ended up you know uh falling down breaking his phone i'm just wondering what if it was a spider web what if he walked through a spider web and maybe he's allergic maybe he got bitten by a spider of all you know right maybe he's allergic that could explain the rash that he got you know why he's not feeling too good climbing upstairs i mean i don't know how fit raymond is i am very unfit if i had to walk upstairs after walking that far home i probably would have fallen down too you know feel out of breath feel a bit odd well okay the lights 
HDB or apartments, my lights in the, in the stairwell blink on and off all the time. But as far as the amulet goes, with the figurine or the figure inside moving, to be honest, I haven't owned amulets before. I don't know how tight the insides of the amulet are how fixed they are i mean can they move after a while you know contraction body heat i don't know if uh this is something that raymond was looking at every single day to be able to notice or did he only really take a close look after et directed him to do it and then he realizes oh yeah you know it's it's shifted in its position but do you know if it had shifted from its position since the day before or had you not actually paid attention for months or maybe even years okay so i'm not saying that what he went through was not the hantu or there was nothing paranormal about it. these are just the questions that that popped up in my mind okay could it be these things over to you et Okay, so interestingly, uh, when I went to read up on this, because uh, to me, it was a very interesting uh, uh, story. And uh, sorry, Raymond, uh, because when he texted me the first time he experienced it, I said, do you take any photo or not? He said, no. I said, hey, then how are you expecting to believe anything? Go and take a photo. Lah. And then he cannot the thing. So I felt a bit guilty because <laughs> he went back and then he cannot this thing. So I went to do some in-depth research. So apparently, there's a medical condition that gives you the if effect, right, that you are covered by spider webs. It's called the Hutchinson's mask. Apparently, it's got it's something associated with some nerve issue in the brain. It makes you feel like as if there's this spider web thing. So then I went to dwell deeper into the supernatural side of it. Um, the Indian household view spider webs as a bad omen and something that's dirty. I mean, obviously, like, because you never clean the place, so, you know, you follow along the lives of feng shui, obviously, it's not a very good thing. <clears throat> However, in the West, right, many people believe it as a good omen. It actually represents creativity in spirituality. So, and also, it, it talks about this spider web, right, not being an actual spider web, because remember, he said he felt it was a spider web, <coughs> but he was touching it, he, did, he couldn't feel it, remember? So, it's somewhat of what we call an ectoplasm. I know most of you only hear ectoplasm in Ghostbusters. Slimer, Ghostbusters. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's actually a web of spiritual energy. That's why it is. Okay, so it's some sort of a web of energy. Um, some also believe that when you encounter something like a spider web, so Raymond, do listen to this. I know you're clubbing somewhere. It is a sort of spiritual awakening. And being... Okay, I forgot how to pronounce this word. It's a... Clasentious... Yeah, there's this word called classentious. Later, I'll type it in. It's a very chim word. Sounds like a very beautiful woman. Yes, I also think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know this Claire. So, She's very sensuous. Apparently, classentious, <laughs> right, means that you have the ability to sense emotions from people, the thoughts as well as the intentions. So you start to awaken your, your I guess, your ESP, uh, which is your extrasensory perception. Uh, it also allows you to connect and bond with animals. So it, I, I guess it gives you the sixth sense. So, Walking into or feeling that web, right? It's some sort of awakening or opening that chakra uh, to, to sense things and to feel things. So, my question is this. So, because he walked through this so-called ectoplasm, right? Could he actually have awakened his spiritual side? And then, because of that, right? He starts to become more sensitive and these entities... A sense that it starts to follow him causing the lights to flicker and stuff like that <clears throat> okay so 
The next thing is this, uh, the rashes. I don't see much relevance uh, because in humid Singapore, we all get rashes and that rashes didn't seem like it was anything malicious or there's no signs on it. Uh, so I think it's just rashes. <laughs> Uh, now the game changer was this um, like I said he put his fear aside and went back to the place lah, because I guess he's not the kind of believer uh, and then he gonna this poltergeist activity that knocks him to the ground injuring his knee smashing his phone and then why the phone was smashed then I was thinking back because he was trying to use that to take photo of the of whatever it was lah. so the fella fed up right so need to smash it but they shouldn't smash the screen they should smash the camera lens so smash the wrong part he still can doesn't quite understand technology <coughs> yeah because after that he still can take photo of his knee so you know and then so maybe that's just the universe la, telling him it's time to upgrade the Apple gods have spoken iPhone 15 <laughs> out now and then the main thing was all of a sudden it just dawned upon me when he was messaging me I mean I was like message me like 11 plus so I was going to sleep really but suddenly it just dawned upon me Hey, bro, do you have any amulet with you? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, let me go and check. And then it shifted. Lah. So, yes, maybe because of his fall, it shifted. Uh, but I like to view it sometimes as a spiritual significance that maybe somehow it blocked it. So, looking at this entire story, um, I guess that thing was pissed and not very photogenic. Lah. So, it didn't want to be filmed. But I also think that uh, which honestly after that both of us got so busy in our lives I, I didn't follow up and ask him more but just wondering if he's feeling more stuff now because maybe really you know his chakra just opened yeah so if he's gone through somewhat of an awakening right he should be exposed to a whole lot more or have experienced a lot more since our next few encounters were shared by Jai the first of which involves a fax machine okay so fax machine that probably happened when I was around um, uh, say 15 years old that's, that's the period of my life where I started to understand that I need to study I need to actually study hard and do well in school before that I was just playing a fool but now I know oh my friends are doing so well I, I need to study so what I did is that I put in a lot of time and effort into my studies so I like studied till 3-4am in the mornings uh, especially the, the months leading up to the exams my mum at that time she was a middleman between um, tutors and students and I don't know how exactly she had to do her work but she had to use a fax machine so um, the fax machine I recall uh, I, I have my own room but I don't study in the room I study in the living room, so it's like this huge circular table. Uh, and then I just study there and I, everybody's gone to bed. Um, behind me was the fax machine. It's just any normal day, it's not seven months or anything. Um, everybody's gone to bed. It's 3 4 a.m. I was studying, I was, I was getting really tired. Really. So, like, okay, it's enough for today. So, I closed up the books and everything. Um, lights were still on, everything was still on. My brother had his own room, he was asleep my mom and dad in their room asleep so what I recall was I got up with all my books turned around right in front of me was a fax machine and I noticed hey the switch is on I switched it off and it's one of those switch that you know you had to tuck sound when you switched off 
So okay, I brought the books into my room, everything, put it down, um, got ready uh, to go to brush my teeth and stuff. So I walked back out, walked past the fax machine, something made me turn. I turned and looked, the switch was on. So, so this is the power switch on the wall, the one where you have the, the plug, three pin plugs. Wow. I went in the room, I came back out, it was on again, but that, that's not the end. So I, in my mind, I figured I was probably so tired. I thought I offed it, but I didn't. So it, it now got me slightly more awake and made me very aware. So I got very alert and I remember pressing it and making sure that I clicked it and it went off. So I offed it again. And then I looked at it. Okay, offed. I also went to the, to the uh, bathroom to brush my teeth and stuff. I came out and it was on. And then this made my hair stand on my on my back and everywhere. Mm. So I walked into my parents' room. I looked at them, they're both asleep. So I called them. I said, Come mommy, daddy. Like like just softly. Just give them a little nudge. Uh, all deep sleep. Walked into my brother's room. So I called my brother. My brother is really a deep sleeper. He, you can, I don't know, fire or what, he can't wake up as well. I give him a nudge. No, no reaction. I came out and I looked at the lights, the, the, the fax switch again. It was on. So now I'm kind of getting freaked out a little bit. So I switched it off and I pulled out the plug. I put it down and I went to my room. So then I used to, I do, although I have a bed, I don't sleep on the bed. I sleep in the living room on the floor. I don't know why I did that. Okay, it's just something I did. So I went in the room, uh, get my sleeping stuff, came out, and I peeped at the fax machine. This time it was off. Everything was as it is. So then I went to sleep. Next morning, I told my mom, hey, this fax machine is a bit creepy. And I told her what happened. So my mom then, she she doesn't go to the temple or what a lot, but she visits a median at a at a, a HDB house, one of those kinds. So she went and asked, oh, what happened, what happened? So the median told her, oh, your ancestors came back. So that was the explanation. But the, the thing is, my mom's explanation that no, ancestors came back. There are million other things that you, they could have done to catch yeah. my attention if they wanted it. Why oh, toy you the fax machine? And if I was uh, not aware of it, I would have mm -hmm. just missed it. I just left it on anyway. Doesn't matter. But this is it's weird. It's like uh, of all the things my ancestors were trying to get my attention, but they used the fax machine. This exactly. Yeah, do, do something else. Radio paranormal Singapore. All right. Thank you very much, Jai. Well, you know, if your ancestors want to, you know, come back and visit. Who are we to question how it is that they want to make their presence felt? Right? They want to play with the fax machine. Plausible. I mean, again, yeah, fax machine. Uh, I, I guess they could have done anything really. It was, to me, it was a spirit playing with the switch, a power switch. Yes. This is not like the, the switch on the fax machine itself. This is actually the socket main power. You know what I mean? Where it's... It's not like I touch on and touch off. This is actually that switch that you have to click on and off. So, I mean, I would I would freak out. I basically think he was just studying too hard. Lah. Okay, so, you know, when you study, you study under steam, right? So, he probably thought he turned it off 
but didn't. Okay, so so the reason why I'm saying that is not, not just to brush off things and stuff like that. I understand it's a physical switch, which is why it's even more probably more apparent that it wasn't a hantu. So here's the thing: he he plunked it out eventually, right? It didn't turn back on. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm pretty certain that probably happened because he was starting late into the night, and you know sometimes we are just absent-minded. Already normally we are probably absent-minded, then studying too hard, you know your mind is just focusing on I don't know his exams or what. Then he probably thought, okay, I switch it off lah. Then go, eh, no no, I go back and check. Oh yeah yeah okay yeah okay. And then he switches, then he thinks he switches it off. Maybe he switched off another switch next to it. You know, sometimes wall sockets, right, has got two switches side by side. So that could be a possibility. I'm not sure, but likely it wasn't a hantu because in a typical poltergeist uh, uh, setting, if he plugs out the thing, it will still turn on. And then the next question is this. So if the ancestors were really sending him something, was there any message? So I really think the medium, right, just give some random reasoning lah. I mean, like, why would a hantu send message through a fax machine? And if that was the case, why was there no message? Nothing came out. Maybe they used all their their spiritual energy just to, you know, switch on the, the switch, turn it on and off. After that, no more energy to actually type out a message. It's a very bad plan. I'm still a little hesitant to just brush it off as in he was tired. Because now if he checked it once, okay, I get it. You know, why you never check back again? You're definitely tired. But he was clearly aware enough and awake enough to not only look at that not once not twice but three times but to also go and check on his brother to see if the brother was was playing a, a fool go and check on his parents as well so that already tells me that he's do, doing through all these things he's already awake enough and aware enough of what exactly is going on that you can't use oh I'm too tired and I, I'm totally imagining you know seeing the switch go on and off and on and off so that that is where I have my doubts using that explanation what do you you think uh Sham? yeah i'm with you on that i mean on one hand I, i'm thinking maybe he was absent-minded but mm. yeah the fact that he kind of covered all bases like, yeah okay, okay. it's a really bad plan by the spirits or his ancestors i mean we've always said that when somebody has an experience you know if they just freak out and they run away it's very easy for us to just pass it off as uh they were tired they were scared some frame of mind or something like that we always go, why you never check? Why you never go back? Why you never go and check? Why you never cover all your bases? That is a very E.T. thing to say. Why you never check what the temperature was like? Why you never check what the humidity was like? Why you never take out the... What was that? What the hell was that? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> is that yours, Sham? Yeah, the, the, the dog was totally agreeing with you. <laughs> the most recent one. Um, Hector was already around. He was probably about two, three years old. It was um, the time when Giselle was just born. She was just a couple of months old maximum. Uh, she was still at the stage where, she, you know, you probably have to feed her milk twice a night. And I was the one in charge of that because Hector is very attached to his mother. Uh, and Sutia is a deep sleeper. I'm like a, an ambulance Sometimes uh, I don't even need uh, a sound. Sometimes uh, I don't even need them to cry. I can hear movement and I get up. So uh, I respond very quickly. And what I recall was just usual. Uh, the only difference is the first day of the seventh month. And it was time to feed Giselle. I can't remember whether she cried first or I. it's just time. So I got up. And I made 
uh, her milk, got it warmed up, everything. Went into her the room. She was sleeping alone at the time, so I I had to cradle her and and then feed with the milk. You know, okay. Um, so I sit in the room, so two three a.m. maybe, and Hector had a lot of music books. It's those kind of books where you know, like let's say it says animal, so you had picture of a cow, and there's a particular spot on the book where you need to press, and then you got to ball. The the thing is, it's it's one of those where there's no specific button. You just have an area. And you gotta press, and when you've used it for a long time, when you press it many times, some of them actually become very hard to press. So you gotta really use a lot of strength to like hit it. I don't know. It's it's about to spoil. So we had a lot, and of 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 these books, and as I was feeding Giselle, an animal sound came on. The second I heard it, it was the sound of a peacock. The peacock sound. Uh, the second I heard it, I knew it is one of the books. But because there's so many books, I cannot remember which book it was. And the house is a mess. I don't know, know where was the book. Uh, so the the sound will come on like they make the moo 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 sound for for like three or four times, and then you just stop. So I'm like okay, never mind. First day of seven months doesn't matter. Continue feed, feeding Giselle. It came on again. So, in the course of feeding Giselle the bottle of milk, it came on like three, four times. Mm. But Suzy and Hector were were sound asleep. They didn't hear a single thing. So I, I tucked Giselle back in the bed. I came out. Uh, I I know the sound was not yet from any of the rooms. It was from outside living room area. Um, yeah. So I, I put the bottle in the sink. It was dark. I switched on the lights. I I hunted for the book. And as I was hunting, the sound was still coming on. So I kind of like. But it's out. not. It's not continuous though. I mean, it's 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 going off like one, two, three, and then after that there'll be like a pause where there's no sound, and then it'll come back on again. Yeah. So so each time you press the book. The but the the area mm-hmm. it will come off for like three repetitions, and then stop. Then you got to press again. Yeah, yeah. So you so okay. But I I want to know what was the interval between uh the the, the repetitions, not between so, yeah. each individual repetition, but each series of uh of the sound going off. Say a couple of minutes max. So yeah, it wasn't consistently going off. It's almost like there was pressure on it, and then whatever was pressing it stopped pressing it and then after a while would press it again yeah you can say that um but i traced the sound i followed it i i i made sure i found it i found i found a book it was in one of the the cupboards with along with all the other books uh so basically what i did was i found the whole stack of the music books i put each one out i know it's an animal but we've got many animal animal books with sounds so i started looking at it each one and then i found the peacock then was it still was going like, off and while you were looking through it, it happened like a couple of minutes intervals and i remember when i walked into the room it just went off once i managed to find the book and i looked at it i found the peacock and then i told myself okay i'm not letting this happen again 
I switched it off. So there's a there's a switch at the back where where you put the batteries in. So I switched it off. I took out every single other music book. I switched them all off, and then it never happened again. So I I actually kept this for the whole seven month, and the day that when the day after the seven month, I told Sujia and she completely freaked out. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, I'm I'm curious to know when you um found this peacock book, right? Where was it? Was it you know underneath a stack of other books? What what position was it in? It it was within a stack, but it's not like uh stacked upwards. It was stacked sideways. So it's like the shelf where okay. you can put all the books in that kind of thing. Okay. But was there anything based on your memory? You know that was causing some sort of pressure that could possibly explain why that particular contact, you know, electronic contact. You can see that there was pressure. There was definitely some pressure as the books were were stuck together. But if there is pressure, they should all go off, and they sh- they they should have gone off right away. They should have. Mm. They shouldn't wait until like two a.m. in the morning or something. Why not at twelve midnight? When we were just about to go to bed, why didn't it go off then? Um, so it's a bit weird, yeah. But you th- can definitely say that there there was pressure because the books were all stuck together. Radio paranormal Singapore. Hmm, not a hantu. You don't think it's a hantu? Well, I have a, I have a younger brother who's twelve years my junior, so I, I I had those books lying around the house for a while. And they did occasionally go off, uh, usually because the kids play with them, you know, stuck switch or something's damaged. You know, they, they get thrown around a lot as well. So I figured, yeah, the moment he pulled out the battery, yeah, it stopped, right? So I figured if it was a hantu, whether there's a battery or not, wouldn't make a difference. In this particular case, uh, just a electrical problem, but that would suddenly cause it to go off in the middle of the night maybe the kid dirtied it and like the helper or somebody wiped it down with a wet cloth yes but at the point where it came on people had been asleep there were no one had touched the book for quite a, a period of time so why what what could trigger it to suddenly go off temperature out of change. the blue temperature change is, to, is that yeah, a thing causing it to contract i don't know that's interesting all right et okay so what's interesting is i went deeper uh, uh, to research into peacocks you heard his story right it was multiple uh i mean he like there were different kind of uh, uh books with sound so the specific he heard was the sound of a peacock which is not common i ask you tim do you know the sound of a peacock uh don't know peacock! right <laughs> peacock! <laughs> i don't know i don't know sure <laughs> okay so i went to do some research so peacock signifies resurrection in christianity um, like how the peacock molts and then the feathers will actually regrow and <clears throat> i haven't tried this but apparently right the flesh of a peacock doesn't decay after death i'm sorry what i said that again uh, the flesh of the peacock doesn't decay after death okay i haven't verified this but i read this uh, during my research so if i buy peacock for dinner or like keep it i don't need a freezer that, that's all i heard yeah so i guess it gets like you know dry aged over time and it doesn't chow sung that, that's what i think but then again it's hard to say because uh they never specify where they tested it i mean in singapore i guarantee you it'll just go bad lah 
where maybe the place is you know cooler and stuff like that okay anyway peacock has also been depicted in many many religions which is why i decided to research on it but most of the time they talk about protection okay uh, the romans and greek view the you know the feathers have got an eye on it they view the eye as the eye of the stars and it protects uh, a person um, and another interesting fact bes- besides the decaying of flesh is that do you know that peacocks actually kill and eat snakes so because of that and you know in the past they used to view snakes as evil right so i think that's why many many religions actually view a peacock as something that is of protection the reason why i i dwelt so much into the peacock research is because could it be that it was some sort of protection for his newborn since it was the month of the hungry ghost being the first day that you know it probably signified that there was some sort of protection and that's why there was the sound of the peacock which is not what it sounds like that team you know tells us how it sounds it's not that until you let me listen to an audio recording of a peacock right i don't think you can tell me that that is not how they sound sound like a monkey yeah okay anyway so yes so that so so that is what i i think it might be but that's not my conclusion then again being a dad with kids with many many toys there are many many malfunctioning toys that has been giving parents heart attack all these years um i'm just thinking maybe it was a book near where it was you know where it was like for example you put the kid to sleep and then you start packing the books so you shove it there right and i don't think it's the contraction of the books but some whatever the shelf is sometimes you know because of contraction or all expansion it may cause slight movement to the other books but because it's packed so tightly right it might trigger the sound but then why the other books never go off only that peacock one maybe because the button was like sticking out or malfunctioning or something i'm not sure so triggering it that, that is my explanation lah because being a parent i imagine what was happening it is after you put the kids to sleep then you start packing and it's probably late at night and sometimes you make your kid sleep you fall asleep with the kid so then you start packing the books then you forgot you do other things like oh then you hear the peacock sound so mm-hmm. that's my conclusion like it probably wasn't something hantu but at the same time interestingly peacock because like i said most of us don't even know how it sounds like and actually knew what it was so you know that that is interesting as well so this is one of the stories that i'm actually sitting on the fence i can't decide we'll wrap up this episode with three more short encounters shared by jai and if you'd like to hear how the rps team dissected them watch the full live stream on the radio paranormal singapore facebook page okay uh sleep paralysis is very common now there's there's a lot of uh right things written on it but um when i experienced it it was probably around the same time as the fax machine maybe even before that uh, also definitely secondary school so it was i was sleeping in the living room um uh, i don't know why I, i can't recall why i did it so i pull a mattress on the floor and i sleep every night um and it it happened gradually so like maybe one night i felt uh my chest getting very heavy and like something is pressing me down and usually i left it like uh, i got scared definitely uh because i, I know of the stories uh, or some something pushing you down goes or whatever they're pushing you down uh but usually i was too tired and i slept and then i wake up next morning i'm feeling a bit freaked out but i left it but that, what really um 
made me remember this was that one night it was really strong and I didn't know back then about sleep paralysis I knew all I knew was I was awake in my mind I knew I was sleeping so my mind knows my body was asleep and I felt this very strong pressure on my chest like just pushing me down into the bed uh, I was very scared and I was actually so scared that I wanted to call my parents for help but I couldn't call up because my body was asleep that, that's how I felt but I knew I was asleep but then again in my mind I was th- thinking oh wait a minute your mind is awake I'm awake here so like I'm trying to make sense of everything and then what I did was I felt I had to outpush it so whatever was pushing me I felt I had to push back so I gathered all the strength I could muster and I just did a turn so I was lying face up I just did a turn and it took me quite a while like maybe 30 seconds or something but I managed to force through it and I turned and then I got I completely woke up I think in in present day sense is basically I just woke up yeah but mm. back then it's like in my mind like yes I pushed it the, the funny thing to me about this whole thing is that the second I forced through and turned I've never ever had sleep paralysis anymore in my life I had this guy that I know in secondary school he's a year older than me so he's one level up I barely knew him I just know of his existence but when I went into the army I became a section commander a sergeant and I had six guys under me so when I first took over the section he was one of the guys so like oh hey I know you you know like oh good to know good to see a familiar face where was your your posting section commander where Uh, okay I was in the 42nd Singapore Armour Regiment okay so uh, one of the first assignments as a section commander in charge of six guys is to go for topography uh, exercise. So we find checkpoints in the jungle. Uh, I cannot remember how many checkpoints there were. There were morning checkpoints and there were night checkpoints. Um, so topography is something that I was very confident at. I, I, I like to look at the map and I could find my way around. And it was it was a breeze in the morning. Got everything quickly done had a night checkpoints um, but maybe as a pressure of being first time leading six guys there's a night checkpoint that I just couldn't find and my whole section was tired I was the leader I didn't want to stress them out so I told two of the guys in my section hey let's go and check out the area maybe it's over there and this guy from my secondary school who was in my section as well he told me, Sergeant, don't go there. I was like, I was tired. I really need to find this checkpoint. I was like, nah. I just brushed him off. So like, guys, follow me. So we went. Couldn't find anything. Came back. He was in tears. He was crying. And it's not uh, like um, a sobbing kind of crying. He was crying. Like, like just the whole whole thing. So I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Let's just find a checkpoint and get it over and done with. So we we moved off. I um, brought the section back to the checkpoint. I wanted to give up. One of my guys said, hey, 
sergeant actually you know i think it's at another site so like, okay no harm trying and it's really at the other side so we found it yeah everything done went back to camp um that, that was done for the night the next morning uh, i had a platoon sergeant so the sergeant that was in charge of all of us um he, he called me over so he took over these guys much earlier than me they come here they say hey jai hey, good job finding out the checkpoints but um just want to let you know um when this guy tells you um, to not go somewhere or what just pay a bit more attention uh, I said, why why i just want to find a checkpoint so so apparently he can see things and i was like oh okay <laughs> but i i i get it that he's in tears and everything but when i went to find that checkpoint i didn't feel anything neither did the rest of the guys but what really impacted me was the way he was crying after that yeah there's uh, there's no explanation up to today I, I don't know what he saw what was there or if there was anything um this is when i was dating Sujia and this, i can remember one of one of the trips um which we planned as a shopping trip so just bangkok uh to chat and everything and we i can't remember which hotel is it um just one of those that's not expensive and just in the right area um but i didn't like the vibe when i first got there um but i, I don't really care much about this i just didn't like the vibe of the fight just need sleep and next day morning i'm going shopping anyway um what i recall was we went to bed off the lights before 4am in the morning i got up every light almost every light was on so it's like this is not right uh and i remember what sutia felt was that it's um a sensor light there's no way there's a sensor light yeah and if it's a sensor like you come on again after i off it right so just i don't why would anybody have timer on the lights for mm. uh, a very uh central location if you can set a timer for maybe a corner light no maybe to turn on uh, get, get a good feel for the hotel room maybe the, the customers like it more but for the one right smack in the middle mm. this is weird and nothing uh triggered me to like you know it's not like i woke up hearing a light switch on and then i got up hmm. it's just i woke up and it's on was it just the lights with the tvs come on on their own no no just the lights no just the, yeah okay. so it was, it was only lights the tv or fan or anything didn't, didn't turn on it's just lights so yeah uh the the scientific explanation is probably a uh, electrical issue or something but you know, everything else worked fine mm. the next day but i was very aware after that so uh yeah couldn't couldn't sleep couldn't sleep for the next night as well radio paranormal Singapore. 
Once again, to catch the live show in its entirety, head to the Radio Paranormal Singapore page on Facebook. Don't forget to like, follow and share our content too. Always helps to reach a wider audience so we can accumulate more stories for the show. And if you have stories to add, either your personal encounters or just ones you've heard, once again, you can reach out to us. Contact details also on our FB page. And finally, if you enjoyed the show, we'd be much obliged if you gave us a sweet review and rating on whatever platform you're streaming from. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. And on behalf of E.T., Sham and Kim, keep streaming and keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to...